Wake up. Wake up, little one. Dan, what are you futzing with over there? (laughs) Oh, I was going to do... All right, let me show you. I was going to do a bit where I was like... I was going to do an impression. All right, I'll do the bit. Do the bit. All right, I'm going to do an impression, a celebrity impression. I want you to guess who I am. Okay. Who am I? I? I don't know. Who are you? I'm the beginning of King Me Babies. <laughs> I can't really. These are really hard to use, actually. What? What is it's like one of those? It's like a. It's like a big like. It's like the kind of shakers that like Latin percussionists use. Oh wow! But it's hard to do it smoothly because I'm not a percussionist. Yeah. How? Uh... Why, why do you have one of those? Just for making noise around the apartment. <laughs> like 5.30 a.m. I'll start shaking that thing around. Just wake up, Paige. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'll do it live for her sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's considerate of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's important to share these things. Yeah, this is what makes a strong marriage. Shared My interests. <laughs> <laughs> and we got them, so perfect. <laughs> perfect. Great. Uh, welcome to King Welcome Me to Babies. King Me Babies, of course. Of course, I said it first, so that's... Uh, <laughs> who's counting, right? Right, 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 right. Rob. Dan. Thoughts on flowers. Thoughts on flowers. Mm-hmm. Eh. Okay. They smell nice. They look, Sometimes. Sometimes, right. There's like that corpse flower that does not smell nice. I don't know about that. That sounds extremely spooky. Well, it's a good thing we're talking about some Halloween shit right now. Uh, does this come out tomorrow? Or no, Tuesday? No, nah, Tuesday. Tuesday? Well, yeah, Tuesday. Uh, we should have done an episode. We should have done. Um, does Stephen King have a story about pilgrims? I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> to to kick off the uh, the the pilgrim month. Yeah, pilgrim. Literally, month. okay. Me on October thirty first, wearing a spooky costume. Yeah. Me on November first, right. literally wearing my normal clothes and thinking about Christmas. <laughs> Cut to you on November 1st with like a tri-cornered hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wearing uh, those pants that only go down to your knees. What do you call those? Uh, Pantaloons. Pantaloons. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be uh, me on it. What were we just talking about? I was asking you if you love flowers. And no, not me flowers. That's right. Um Oh yeah, the corpse flower. Corpse flower is like this giant flower that only blooms like once. I don't know if it's once a year or once every several years, mm. and uh, so it's a big deal. But it, it's it smells like a, like a dead person, like a rotted <laughs> so corpse. People like gather around to watch it bloom, and they start clapping, and then they're like, "Oh <laughs> yeah!" They start throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, flowers. I like them. They spruce up a nice uh, uh, a centerpiece, but you know what? I don't buy a whole lot of flowers. Is that right? Yeah. What do you think? Are you a flower guy? No. Uh, I'm more into um, beer. Yeah. I'm, red meat. Yeah. I'm more into pussy myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess, yeah, I mean, same. So. It- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, me too. Well, ditto, ditto. <laughs> That's uh so I guess I'm into flowers in that I'm into Georgia O'Keeffe paintings. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I I can't wait to listen to listen back to my brain short circuiting as I try to figure out how to say that. <laughs> oh. So, I got it. Um <laughs> So you're, so you're uh, you're not really into flowers either. Um. Well, I'm no the man who loved flowers. That's for sure. Right. No one would ever say that Dan was the man who loved flowers. No. They might um, say Dan was the man. You, <laughs> more and more, you're hearing it. 
I have these big guys coming up to me, tears in their eyes, <laughs> telling me how big Dan guys, is the man. handsome guys, handsome guys, big strong boys. <laughs> uh, uh, we're talking about the man who loved, f- who loves flowers currently, not loved, loves, loves them. Oh, oh wow, my my PDF is wrong. Oh no, my you're right. I was right the first. Oh, he Jesus. loved them. He 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 used to love them. Now he come on, man. He's over it, I guess. Uh, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> so we're this is one of those episodes. First of all, this is a true baby. This is a yep. dollar baby. But this is also baby. one of those episodes where we um, are going to be talking about a couple different adaptations that we happen to find. Yeah. One you, of which. Do you have them? I do. Okay, I watch okay. them for All the right. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. I read the story, too. <laughs> go on, go on. I was going to say one of them is from the year, what, 1996? And it looks like it, it looks like Clerks. It, it looks, looks like, like 1992. Yeah? yeah? Wow. 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 What it does look say. like Clerks. If Clerks were shot on uh, VHS. Hell yeah. <laughs> fuck um, yes. Fuck so yeah. there's... there's <laughs> oh, fucking yes. <laughs> so we also watched one from 2010. Yeah. There's one from 2020, too, apparently. Oh, wow. 2020 as well. Right. So, hey, maybe that'll be uh, another episode. <laughs> Get a little more mileage out of this thing, right? That's right. <laughs> when we're wow, that's really scraping cool. the bottom of the barrel. Do you know who directed the one from 2020? I could tell you. Who directed if it? If you don't. Mark Hensley. <laughs> Friend of the show, Mark Hensley? <laughs> Friend of the show, Mark Hensley. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. How about yeah. that? It's been a while since I've since I talked to him. I'm wondering what he's up to. I guess now we know. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it, shall we? All right. So you want to start with the one from two thousand no nineteen ninety six? Yeah. Let's let's take it. Let's get in our time machine. Uh huh. And go back to nineteen ninety six. Right. The summer of love. Beautiful San Francisco. Uh, the hate Ashbury. <laughs> uh, the Castro. Pier mm, mm, 57 or whatever. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not in Alcatraz. No. no. We're just kind of goofing around the city. Yeah. So, uh, Right off the bat, like you said, this does kind. Of, this does. I mean, it's shot in black and white. It looks like Clerks. It's. It looks like a shaky handheld camera a lot of the time. It stars uh, a it's guy. Like it stars a guy a with a really gro- gross goatee as well. Yep. It looks like Clerks in that way. <laughs> Wait, so, I'm sorry. I don't. Not to jump off of this, but I watched Clerks three last week. Whoa! Um, How was that? So have have you seen Clerks two? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not I saw in, it in, I'm sure in theaters. In, right. My mom took me because it was rated R and I wasn't old enough to go. Right. So, was it, um, was it awkward when with the bestiality scene in that movie? <laughs> um, that was easier than the ass to mouth stuff for me. Personally. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So Clerks Three. Clerks Three is. My my quick review. It's mo- it's it's uh, mostly the exact same thing that we've always seen, and then <laughs> I got very emotional at the end. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Did maybe it was just someone have cancer? Is someone dying? No. So the the whole premise of the sh- the the movie show whatever is that Randall has a heart attack and he survives, but he. Um, he's like uh, upset with himself because he hasn't done anything with his life. Um, so he decides to make a movie about working in a convenience store. So they're 
most of the movie is them just literally reshooting clerks, just older okay. versions of themselves, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and, and that's, like, most of the movie. And it kind of, like, brings by, back a lot of characters from, like, the the first two movies or whatever. Just a lot going on. And then the... All your favorites. The guys playing hockey on the roof. Guys playing hockey on the roof are there. The, the, the guy, guy the, inspecting the all the milk. Yep. The, the, uh, the Chulies gum representative. Chulies gum rep. Um, yeah, there's like, <laughs> there's a bunch of fucking, <laughs> a lot of the same people. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then the last fucking 10 minutes. Maybe it's because, I don't know, just getting older. That's what happens. Now, listen to you, you're getting all sniffly, all emotional again. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to so cry happens? on the podcast. How's it end? Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Are you All right, kidding? Spo- All right. Well, spoilers for Clerks 3. It's to like jump ahead like a minute or something. Um, mm. So uh, they're shooting the movie and then... You know what we should do? We should wait. Wait exactly. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just dead air. Dead. <laughs> okay. So they're shooting the movie. <laughs> they're shooting the movie and then um, Dante has a heart attack. Um, but it's more severe and he, uh, he's in the hospital and he, they, uh, Randall, like they have this big fight or whatever, but he cuts together the whole movie and he plays it for him while he's in the hospital bed. And, and then Dante fucking dies. (laughs) So he watches clerks and then just dies. And that's, and that's, you know. And that made you cry. I, I didn't say I cried. I said I got emotional. I got choked mm. up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you, and it's the also other, like, you and the other 10 guys there by themselves yeah, all yeah, weeping. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I mean, it is funny watching the two leads, Randall and Dante, whatever, because I really don't think they've acted in anything since like Kevin Smith's movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, A bit of voice acting in clerks the animated series right and then clerks too and then uh you know dante pops up in mall rats but that's about it uh and it really shows like there a couple of the scenes they have to be like very emotional and it's they're not pulling it off yeah they're bad actors (laughs) they're bad actors (laughs) they're guy they're like friends of a guy who wanted to make a movie with credit cards i um yeah, but even even with all that, I still I kind of liked it. Okay, I, th- I thought it was better than it had any right to be, and also I was like, it. You know how like uh, Kevin Smith movies used to be like um, have like a story to them. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, what if a guy had fucking tusks or something like that. Yeah, um, this one it felt like it went back a little bit more to like story about people and not not nonsense. Okay. Not yoga hosers. <laughs> hey, don't knock yoga hosers. I'm sorry. I've never seen you. I know you're hosers. a hose head. <laughs> um, I think it's funny that like, you know, clearly Kevin Smith is working through some stuff about his own mortality. Right. With that, sure. Right. He famously yeah. had a big heart attack. Yeah. Um, it's funny that he had to give both of them heart attacks to <laughs> I <know>. process his <laughs> Right. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, he like he's having his cake and eating it too because he had the heart attack and survived. But what if he didn't survive? <laughs> <laughs> what if what if we what have if, what if we do oh, both? <laughs> dude, what if I fucking died? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a a stone smith <laughs> I, i'm trying to you, you know he's like down there right he's like vocal fry yeah. all the time yeah he uh, uh these oh these cats man they die they die from fucking heart attacks all the fucking time <laughs> <laughs> he just bought a movie theater like a small theater in uh, uh atlantic highlands i think oh cool yeah yeah so i think it, i'm I think serious like, are you serious yeah, I do think that's cool. It is cool. Because he's got good taste in movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you like things and... Uh, yeah. You know. Well, you know what? It's like, I think he the mistake he made was not going the Tarantino route of, like, just lifting scenes wholesale from the movies he liked. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, 
Yeah, I think and I also think like his sense of humor was fine for the 90s and mm-hmm. then after that really didn't fit into where comedy was going. Yeah. Yeah. At all, right? It's um I I I got to say though, like I appreciate you know guys like that and like obviously like obviously the always sunny crew is like immensely successful and that sense of yeah. humor really connected with people right. but it also felt completely out of step with like the institution of comedy you know sure oh yeah yeah definitely. even like like even like south park which i don't watch or anything like i appreciate that just like some guys from colorado got lucky and and made something oh yeah so definitely. there is like a different sense of humor that's not like BJ Novak style, <laughs> your Dan, your Dan Gores, your Michael Shores. Right. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't take everybody looking at the fucking camera. <laughs> I can't take um, adults talking about making out uh, and that being like funny, but also kind of cute. <laughs> I don't know if that rings true with i don't like i don't know if anyone listening also knows what i'm talking about with that or if that's just like a personal what's the word bugbear of mine yeah it's one of your bugaboos my bugaboos (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh anyway yeah so kevin smith independent film 1996 (laughs) yeah let's uh let's work our way back yep um this is a student film, and it's called The Man Who Loved Flowers. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> you, uh, you want me to jump in here? Nope. Uh, so, it opens with Tony Bennett's version of I Left My Heart in San Francisco. And wow. It, what? This movie should be, co- I mean, th- this thing should be called The Man Who, lo- it's directed by The Man Who Loved Tony Bennett. And seriously, because he plays the whole song. Uh, yeah, all like it's two minutes and fifty seconds or so, and it's they play the whole song with just shots of San Francisco, not the ones that were typically. There's no Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> there's no uh, <laughs> uh, like the opening to Full House where you see all those houses in a yeah, row. Yeah, those row houses on the yeah. hill. I think you need you do those. get one. Do you oh, get sorry. like a, a good, no, no, I was just going to say you need, or, or like the big hills that are, you know. Yeah. Well, the opening for. shot, the opening shot is like a, it's just from a bridge. Is that, is it on the Golden Gate Bridge looking at the skyline? I mean, there's no way to know. <laughs> there's really not. Cause you can't see it. If you could see Alcatraz, honestly, that would be helpful. So right. it's like, it it's, Show it's me giving the, rock, the room. Baby. <laughs> yeah. It's giving the room a bit with all this San Francisco B-roll. Uh, you also room. get you get a weird um a shot I almost like. I like at least appreciate that they wanted um an interesting shot. Uh-huh. But it's that shot from like I don't I don't know where in San Francisco this is. It's like very downtown looking. But right. it's just like the camera's like angled up at the tops of buildings just from like a ground perspective yeah. and the camera like spins in a circle and creates like this it, it puts you in the like, Mary Tyler Moore POV <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's an MTM POV but there's like a I don't know there's like a lot of interesting architecture in this you know just like block or whatever this intersection yeah and it's almost cool there's like a cable car line that's sort of like you know, when there's a gap in the buildings, it sort of like visually joins everything together. So I don't know. It was kind of neat. It didn't really do anything or mean anything, but, um, well, right. I, I mean, like it has that they were nothing to do with the story. Uh, he, they focus on an unhoused person for, I don't know, like five to 10 seconds. Well, too mm-hmm. long. Uh, that guy doesn't know that he's in your student film. <laughs> I I did clock that, and it was like that feels very like student filmmaker to be like, let's yeah. show it all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> San Francisco warts and all. Yep, That's this guy's a big. wart. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, this person wart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, no, that's very student filmy. <laughs> just like, no, I just want to capture like real life. This is real, man. Yeah, yeah. If they look at the camera, we'll we'll keep that too. We got like some pedestrians looking at cameras. Yeah. Um, Stop making yes. everything look real. Maybe maybe <laughs> uh, use the art form to show us something else. <laughs> wow, you know what this thing this thing is like Dogma ninety six. Ugh, you know, fucking hate Dogma ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate Dogma ninety seven as well? Yeah. What is it? Dogma ninety. What is it actually like? Dogma ninety five. The actual. Oh, I thought it was ninety seven, but maybe it's it? ninety five. Dogma. One 90. of those odd numbered years from it, the nineties. Yeah, it's ninety five. Okay. Um, I find the whole idea behind it just completely uh, asinine. Yeah, it's asinine. Yeah. I mean, you're uh, the whole. All of the rules are basically like we have to make this narrative that we wrote look. And feel like it's a documentary or something. And you're like, why? Like, <laughs> no, you don't. You fucking don't, man. <laughs> like, I get it. You're trying to do something and you're <clears throat> giving yourself rules and limitations and whatever. That's fine. But, like, I don't know. The whole idea behind it, and Lars von Trier doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think, like, creating a form there, kind of like you just said, like, there's some value to it inherently, but... The product that it yields is right. not so good. Not so How many good. people are watching the fucking idiots or whatever uh, from 1995, the, the Lars von Trier movie? It's just well, I you big uh, idiot. Head. You know, <laughs> well, I was gonna say you know Paige is a, a nanny and she had uh, had the kid for the weekend, so we brought him over and we watched showed him a bunch of Lars weekend. von Trier movies. Yeah, he's old enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I. She nanny's uh, a twenty-eight-year-old. Yeah. So. <laughs> I I just think that uh, if you're making if you're if you're making a movie, uh, you should you should maybe use the tools like lighting and editing and music to tell the story. Yes. We again. This is like what we're you know we're. I don't think we're probably going to keep it in, but we were talking about um, uh, Kyrie Irving's recent press conference uh, where he was asked about his, um, I'm going to say endorsement of like an (laughs) anti-Semitic, like conspiracy theory, sort of right wingy propaganda movie. Uh And he had like posted a link to this video and then was asked by a reporter about it. And the reporter, he was like, so, you know, you it's like with your endorsement of this movie and he responded by being like, I didn't endorse it. I just posted it. He's like, right. Oh, now you're going to take what I said and clip it and make a little quote out of it and blah, blah, blah. And just like being confrontational, like an idiot. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> what I was saying is like guys like that, I find very annoying where it's like your stupid, but just smart enough to know that like the rules can be broken, but not smart enough to realize that everyone else knows that too. They right. just don't think it's worth it for, you know, to like satisfy their own, own personal urges. Yeah. I mean, that, um, that's and that's sort of, of what, like do- a, no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's sort of like what dogma 95 feels like where it's like, Oh, you just realized that the lighting is fake in the, you know, right. Oh, soundtracks are fake. Not like, right. Bitch. Everybody knows that. That's why they made the camera. Like we did all of these things to make, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, it all feels like a, I know they weren't, uh, you know, uh, film students at the time or anything, but it, Mm -hmm. it feels like a student film kind of, uh, like thing i don't know like a limitation like the same thing we're talking about here like come on we're gonna show the fucking real story man (laughs) i I have no patience for it yeah i'm done with the real story i'm man i'm out there living the real story every single day right that's fuck off man (laughs) (laughs) so once we get past the b-roll in this thing Right. At minute three, we're introduced to our main guy, our main man. 
Minute three of the movie, minute 35 of the recording. <laughs> oh, I think I got some pre-episode stuff in here, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have like 15 uh, minutes pre um, All right, good. So this, the whole thing ha- is voiceovered, right? Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of it, too. Like, I, I had the book out, and I'm like, is he just, like, reading, like, all of the book? And uh, he wasn't. Pretty, oh, well, I mean, I mean he he, re- he read a a good deal of the book, like yeah, directly. It's basically like all of the plot stuff. Yeah, any sort of like internal monologue gets gripped right. for the most part. Yeah, I with this one, I felt like they were adding stuff, like adding lines in, adding like cha- making changes, taking taking liberties, which mm-hmm. is fine. I mean, do that. Um, what well, for example, like what stood out? Uh, well, now. I can't hold on. Wasn't there an interaction between him, him and the, uh, not the flower vendor. Well, the interaction with the flower vendor, maybe it was the guy before that. There's the flower vendor and the old woman, but that's also in the story. Right. Is the, Um, the guys with the wedding ring. Is that what you're thinking of? No, the guy in the wedding ring. Maybe. I mean, all of these characters are in the story. I just felt like they didn't, he wasn't reading the uh, the story. Oh. I don't know. All right, it doesn't matter. Um, so our we also get like chapters here, mm-hmm. a, la, a la clerks, where the first one says a man in love, and that's that's where we meet our guy, and he's walking down the street, and people are waving at him, and he's waving back. He's wearing a suit. He mm-hmm. looks he looks put together. Kinda. Kinda. I would uh, I would actually argue that no one's looked more unnatural in a suit. It looks it looks almost superimposed onto him like a paper cutout of a suit. It look it definitely looks too big for him. Yes, um, it is off the damn rack. But for sure. this is also 1996, so maybe it was a zoot suit. Maybe it was supposed to be a little oh, big. Okay. Maybe you think the, he was. The, uh, we got maybe a, he's a late night swing dancer. So less the man who loved flowers, more the daddy who loved cherry popping. <laughs> That's right. Um, wow. Are, we're dangerously close to talking about Brian Setzer for the first time in a long time. <laughs> there was a while where every episode we talked about Brian G.D. Setzer. <laughs> well, but this is not that episode. No, no. We're not going to talk about Brian Setzer uh, and his Brian Setzer. Oh, new character. <laughs> Brian Sensor. Whoa, Daddy O, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> instead of like Take a black pops. bar, instead of like a black bar covering up someone's like genitals or something, it's a flame yeah. decal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or uh, I don't know. What if it's like a sexy, it's like a sexy pinup girl covering the genitals. Sure, it, but that makes it funnier because you know you're using yeah. a sexy girl to cover up an erection or something. Hey, we're 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 polite. We're not prudes, you know. Hey, we're still. Hey, whoa, man! I'm st- listen. I'm still rockabilly. <laughs> now, Dan, you have quaffed your hair into some sort of a pompadour now. What? <laughs> Thank uh... you for noticing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, that's intriguing enough, but what do you think of the custom headphones I got where the band that goes over the top is very tall to accommodate it? <laughs> I mean, that's real. That's a nice touch. Did you have Thank to go you. to a rockabilly, uh, like an electronic audio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a guitar like a center for rockabillies. Yeah. Just, they have like, yeah, the it's bass called, that you can, um, the stand up bass that you can also stand on while you play it. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the name of the store is <laughs> Guitar Guitar Setzer Soda <laughs> Jerk. What do you call like a place where they go get egg creams? Oh, um, uh, the Malt Shop. Guitar Malt Shop. Guitar Malt Shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Also worth noting that I'm talking into one of those microphones that's like silver and is like cr- 
I almost said silver and is chrome. But you know, like the chrome <laughs> ones where it's like you hold it like an apple. Yeah, I, I think it's like a Shore, a Shore 90, I want to say. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, you're, you're a rockabilly guy now. So, yes. That's, anyway, that's much like... Vibe. Much like me, uh, the sure, 55. protagonist, <laughs> pro- <laughs> the protagonist of our, our story, the man who yeah. left flowers himself, um, he is going to rock this town inside out. <laughs> sort of. Um, well, he's going to he, rock someone inside out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, we uh, we see him. He, he walks up and this guy is selling flowers. So. He uh, he sort of like he calls to him, and that also gets its own title card. Yeah, the vendor, the vendor, um, and the, and they're talking for a little bit, and the guy sells him some flowers for his lady. You know, well, um, yes, there's some talk about the differences between buying your mom flowers, buying your lady flowers. Right, could be a good stand-up routine. <laughs> you buy your mom flowers like yeah. this yeah you buy your girl flowers <laughs> like this <laughs> um and this whole i i think because we mentioned the narration yeah but we should note that that the narrator is doing the voices for everybody too yes it's yeah. like a music video for an audiobook right <laughs> I, I listen to music videos for audiobooks. I know the upside <laughs> of downsizing. Wait a second. So I listened to that whole episode. Yeah. And uh-huh. I couldn't stop laughing. It's the funniest fucking thing in the world. I'm so glad you liked it. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> they, they called, I, I forget what it was, but one of the things was like, uh, uh, Carlin says like uh, in his, in his rambling thing, it's it just, he says something about a liar. And and then they like stop it and he's like, so what did you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Like every time they call it out, like mm, I I do see the upside of downloading. That's the thing. Like the way the bit progresses is so perfect for that because the it, it goes from like all right, he's doing opposites to oh he's doing the same opposites. It's, and yeah. then it's just like he's just kind of saying whatever. It's like, playing uh, jazz now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I get love hate the, mail from my love child. <laughs> yeah, get hate mail from my love child. <laughs> oh uh, my god! Uh, when uh, like in the in the Carlin bit, when uh, there's like this big applause break, right? Oh my god! I and know. They, they're like anybody else would have would have ended the bit right right here, but you keep going with it. <laughs> <laughs> there's also that one guy early on who's just like, yeah, where it's yeah. like. He's like, I think he thought the whole thing was going to be about megabytes or whatever, whatever the line is. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, so our voice keep guy. talking, shouldn't keep talking about uh, an episode of Hollywood handbook from right. fucking 50 years ago. Right. I'll tell you what, dear listener, um, episode 238 of Hollywood handbook there you featuring go. Joe Mandy. It's worth a listen. Um, so our narrator here who is filling in for all of the, uh, filling in all the, the dialogue mm-hmm. he gives, he gives the flower owner a black voice, like a seventies stereotype, like kind of almost jive. I would say. Yeah. Uh, the narrator is a black fella. Don't we? He think? is. Uh, he sounded like it. Yes. Um, so you know, it's like right it was weird you know. though. I mean, yeah, it's, it, was it comes across fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can't. He canceled that guy by throwing his voice. I mean, like, you know, the the guy who's selling the flowers. I mean, it would be funny if he wasn't a black man. If he was any other ethnicity, it would have been funny. And then he gave him that voice, <laughs> yeah. or they had to like reshoot it, but they had to use that audio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it, I mean, like, he's like an older man. Like he's not, he's not like dressed like a '70s pimp or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's like it is. It's a little strange. On the other hand, it's just like 
This is just trying to do a character. Just break I up. Guess. Break up this bad idea it, of having the whole thing be narrated. The whole narration thing kind of it, it it's. I don't think it helps the story at all. Um, no, it doesn't. And what's weird is like it's a. Okay, so, um, I I think it's like a big missed opportunity to lay the groundwork for Nora a little bit better. Sure. Like, the I feel like the way this story works. So I watched both adaptations before I read the story. Me too. And I, in both cases, like I didn't feel like the adaptations really worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can talk, you know, more about why specifically. But for me, the big thing is like you don't find out about Nora until the end, or what's her name? It's Nora, right? It's Nora. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And to me, it's like. If you're trying to sell the idea of this guy like being just like in puppy love or whatever, just like totally smitten, right? With Nora, you got to lay the groundwork for that. Yeah, you got to lay it on thick. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, No, I I agree with that. I think you're right. Uh, I don't think they really in the short story, which we won't talk about yet, but I don't really think they go into the Nora stuff, do they? Not until the end. No. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, but I, I agree. They if they had like you said, if they had made it more of like this you, this guy who's clearly in love, which mm-hmm. I feel like the the other one, the one from 2010 is like a little bit better at doing that. A little bit, yeah. Um but in any case, um so we so our guy, he buys the flowers and then he like bumps into a lady knocks over her oranges. He helps her get the orange, pick all mm-hmm. the oranges back up. Right. Then there's that thing where everybody's kind of looking at him. Like he's not paying attention to everybody else. And, and like, there's the woman uh, standing out front and <laughs> she's looking at the flowers and it's like, uh, nobody's gotten flowers for her in a very long time or something, or her, her flower getting days or, or long gone, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, then there's a cop that notices him and, yeah, all these people. I mean, he's like, I don't know. It's almost like a fucking music video or something where this guy is just walking down the street and everybody's like, "Hey, pretty you know cool." What? It's funny. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it re- it kind of reminded me of uh, this is. I've never even seen this whole movie, but I thought of that scene in fucking Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yes. Where it like breaks into After like a musical number or whatever. For the first night. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's just like, all right, man, looking good. Um, yeah. Which is like the only, I'm going to say it's the only decent part of that movie is when yeah. he looks in the, the reflection in the window and it's Harrison Ford. And it, like looking back. <laughs> that's really funny. I don't like, remember that. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Everything else though, eh, I could do without. <laughs> Norma, uh, not Nora. Just to, uh, oh, right, Norma. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't super matter, but yeah. So we get to our final chapter here, Norma. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's, you see him, he's got the flowers and he he must see the woman that he's he's walking towards. And then um, he approaches her and he's like, I got you these flowers. And she's like, Those aren't for me. I'm not Norma. And and then he's like, you're Norma. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, for all for what I need you for, you're going to be Norma. Yeah. And then he takes out a hammer and he just he just kills her. He just bashes her head in with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Um do they say in this one that Norma's been dead for 10 years? Yes. Okay. Uh Norma's been dead for 10 years. Then he puts the hammer back in his pocket. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the end. Yeah. So, oh God, I'm getting these two mixed up. But I think both of them they do the thing at the beginning where they're like talking about the news of the day. They're like, it was such a beautiful day that yeah. no one cared about all the bad news about you know the threat of nuclear war or right. a woman or you know a series of women being murdered in the san francisco area yeah, yeah. or a third thing <laughs> you know <laughs> where it's just like 
It's like, huh, why'd you, why'd you mention, was that middle thing? Cause it's all like geopolitical stuff. And then also just that, uh, just a woman a, was found in the river. Yeah. Just a hammer murderer <laughs> is loose. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, yeah, the, the protagonist of our story keeps reaching in his coat pocket, but, uh, think nothing of it, dear viewer. <laughs> yeah. Never, never you mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a weird uh, change in this one too. Like. I don't know. I, I don't want to go too much into the story element of things. That's what the Patreon is for. Um, <laughs> but I do think it was like kind of an inter- interesting change that in the in the short story, it's set in the spring, and in this one, it's set in fall for seemingly no reason. No reason, right? <laughs> and yeah. there there is something different that gets conjured there right like yeah i i do think it kind of matters that it's set in the spring right that's sort of like right you it's, know yeah it's that whole like uh you know uh life like coming everything's coming back to fertility life and, yeah yes it's uh, easter <laughs> yes yes uh oh, young love uh, young new, love new all beginnings that. all that shit um, fall not so much no yeah, and Falls really, what happens when you get hit with a hammer, I suppose. You fall, <laughs> you fall down. There, there really is no reason that they had to set it in fall. There's no, like, I don't know. There's no leaves on the ground or anything like that. Yeah, it's, not like, it's San Francisco. <laughs> it's like a difference of 10 degrees. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, And also, it's like you're shitting in black and white with probably... Did I say shitting? You did. <laughs> shitting in black and white uh, very tasteful no you're shooting in black and white on probably like a shitty camera right it, no one's gonna like look in that and be like that's clearly fall you're telling me you're trying <laughs> right. to tell me that's spring right the the spring aspect of it really helps uh with the story and then so the second one here from 2010 mm-hmm. um or do you have anything else to say about the first movie. No, no, we, let's okay. talk let's talk twenty ten. So the first one it was in black and white. This one is in color. Um and it it, it does make a difference, I feel like. The uh the one in color feels much more like a like a guy in love. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I it, like it's not to say you couldn't sell it in black and white, but Right. I think you got to have more happening acting wise, just like what you're yes. showing with the camera to right. sell that. And you, they don't really, this is like, I mean, kind of in every respect, I think this is like a better execution and whether or not you want to chalk that up to just like what making an independent movie was like in 96 versus yeah. 2010. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, just like, Right off the bat, you got you have like a tracking shot of some like kids strolling through a downtown, a policeman like walking into the street to like block traffic for them or whatever. You just like you get movement. It's lively. You kind of get that with the 96 one, too, where it's like. But again, it's all like static shots of just like crowds bustling. Right. Which also sort of, I think, conjures something important for the story, which um. I think this one maybe leans too hard in the other direction. Like mm-hmm. I think this works better if it's in a big city. Right. Right. That is a change with the 2010 one is like, it's just like kind of small town America. Yeah. This one definitely looks like, you know what it looks like? It's probably shot in like a college town. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like a city, but there are like stores. It looks like there's some brownstones or whatever. Yeah. But it's not like, it's not hustle and bustle clearly like yeah. the, it, it almost looks like fucking um uh like Gilmore Girls whatever what's the whatever that totally is. stars hollow stars hollow there you go thank mm. you um that's they really call what that it looks show like. dialogues hollow <laughs> a lot of filler <laughs> a lot of filler dan are you a gilmore guy i am not uh i'm a i'm more of a gil less guy uh Less Gill for me, please. I've seen <laughs> How about the whole, you? Yeah, well, yeah, I've seen the whole show twice now. 
Why? Because um, <laughs> I used to live with people that really liked that show and wanted to watch it more than once. <laughs> people. <laughs> Women. Right. Ladies. Ladies. Women do be loving Gilmore Girls, as do oh guys. Gilmore guys. Gilmore guys. So I guess it's everyone but me, huh? <laughs> I guess I'm just being difficult. You're being difficult, all right? <sighs> um, you need to you need to learn everybody's name. Uh, Dean. Of course. Dean. Uh, Rory. Uh, Rory yep. Jr. <laughs> um, Sookie. Sookie. Harris. What's uh, what's Gregor the, the diner's uh, diner guy? Luke, his name. Luke. 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 Jesus Christ! I know I've forgotten everybody's name. I got And I he's gotta, so I, handsome. I got to rewatch the whole thing. Um, he wears a backwards baseball cap. Did you all know the that? time? This guy, yeah. and he just wants to serve goddamn coffee. Everybody's all caffeinated. That's why the dialogue's so fast. Oh, uh, <laughs> here's one thing I do know, Lorelai loves her coffee she, does <laughs> she love her coffee. loves her coffee yep that's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> she, she loves it <laughs> i'm telling you yeah she oh. wants another cup i'm serious it's so crazy <laughs> oh man you ever uh, see what amy sherman paladino dresses like who amy sherman paladino who is that uh, the co-creator of oh, no. Gilmore no. Girls. What What does she dress like? I think it's actually going to sort of ruin your perception of this show. Um, hold on, me, I'm also no. Let me find no. Let me send you the right, right. picture. Send it through the uh, Skype okay. chat. All right. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! Man. You saw a picture? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So, would you say she maybe looks like a um, circus ringmaster? Yeah, she's a bit of a mad hatter. Yes, she's got a very tall hat. Yeah, there's a bunch of pictures of her wearing a top hat with, like, flowers on the side of it. Yeah. We're talking flowers here. This Um, is perfect. Yeah. It works. It fits. She's the woman whose hat loved flowers. Did did she ever do anything else? She must have, Yeah, she did... um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. No. Yes. You couldn't tell from the witty dialogue. I've never watched Miss Maisel. Oh. Because women in comedy, no thank mm, you. Yeah. <laughs> and also it just seems annoying, right? It seems <laughs> it seems really basically it's less women in comedy and more show about fictionalized com- it's like Studio 60 on Sunset for yeah. Um, Lenny Bruce era club comedy, oh, which God. holds nothing. There's nothing for me in there. <laughs> they're, they're really, I mean, the way that, I mean, you describe it like that. I'm, I'm out. I'm fully out. Yeah. It looks, I guess she, she wrote some, some Roseanne back in the day. That's a Veronica's closet. She wrote three episodes. What's that? We don't need to get into it. Nah, let's, let's we don't keep, have that kind of time. Let's keep going here. Okay, so pretty quickly, um, in contrast with uh, the 96 adaptation, um, our, our main character gets to the flower stand. Bing, bong, boom. Two right. minutes in, we're at the flower stand. Hey, he's at the fucking flower stand. The guy's is calling it? him over. He's like, hey, you're a, you're a young guy. You're a handsome guy. You're probably off to see a, a lady. Let me get you some flowers. Yeah. Um, the quality, the the way that even just like a flower stand is depicted is very different here. Yes. The other one, it's like a guy parked up in like a folding chair, uh, just like on the sidewalk. Here, it's like a constructed stand. The guy's wearing like a an apron, like he's running a florist shop. That's why I said it looks like the fucking Gilmore Girls. Is yeah. Nothing here makes any sense. Yeah. Everyone is making somehow like a quarter million dollars a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> How can you afford to live in this town by selling some flowers every day? Maybe. Yeah. You you have to like bark at people walking by to sell flowers. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it works. Um, but then maybe my favorite thing in either of these happens, which is that a big crow lands on the, on the, uh, yep. on the flower stand. Yeah. I mean, like right off the bat here, you got, 
I mean, you had to get a, a crow wrangler. You needed a bird man mm-hmm. on set here for the mm-hmm. your short film. <laughs> maybe it was improvised, though. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, and truly just like the, the guy says something. He's like, you know what a group of crows is called? A murder. Um, and a a mitre. <laughs> we get a POV of what happens in this guy's brain, like the main character when he sees a crow, which I can't really describe but it's like i mean it's it's uh, just like spooky imagery well it's stephen king imagery the first image is of like the dark tower oh my god you're right blink and you miss it yeah um uh, there's a cemetery um comma pet it could be could be um the the third image i can't really tell it looks like some warehouses or something some yeah like, um and there's the crow squawking yeah it's it, i mean he looks into the crow's eyes and basically sees all the stephen king horrors <laughs> <laughs> and then he's and then he goes i know what i must do yeah uh, i'm just looking for my lady norma so he he does um This guy looks better in a suit than the first guy also. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, the suit appears to fit him. That's such yeah. a big part of it. Um yeah. he's like uh, yeah. I mean, he's a handsome young man. He wears a suit that fits him. He's mm-hmm. picking up some flowers. This guy talks him into buying like uh you know, well, he says like several different colors, but he just hands him a, a white bouquet. <laughs> um <laughs> huh what'd you say oh well (laughs) here you go then we get the then we get this guy sitting on a park bench hanging out with his his bros yep and he 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 holds up his wedding out with his boys (laughs) um yeah you know a little cock and bull yeah never damned by no harm so he takes his wedding ring off and he holds up he's like hey buddy you want mine I'm sick of it or whatever. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. Big <laughs> laugh. Big laugh from everybody. Good one, no, man. Serious. I'm it, so glad we're all friends. Yeah, yeah. His wife is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we see we see that guy with the, the huge mutton chops and the the camouflage cargo shorts as he walks by. Um I was like, wait a second, did we where is this now? <laughs> <laughs> Different part of town. Yeah, that guy looks like he's coming from like a gathering of say juggalos. Yeah. <laughs> See, no, it looks, looks like, like he's, he's coming from a corn whippets. concert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um then uh our our guy keeps walking and and then he sees and then he sees her. <gasps> Sees his lady, and uh, we get we get basically three different lightings or like color filters as this goes. Yeah, which um, you know, true to the true to the story as it's written, um, but very clear that they had to shoot everything during the day and just slapped some blue on it. Yep, you know, so it doesn't doesn't look the best, but um, even just like as like a mood shift thing whatever i guess it's okay yeah um also like some big music drops in this oh yeah there were there were some like uh oldies hits right yeah got let the good times roll yeah not, yep. not the cars but yeah both of these got some right. yeah some real needle drops yeah what is this uh a scorsese <laughs> scorsese <laughs> um i think it's I, there's also a needle drop in the story, which I thought was interesting, but I there guess is, it, yeah. I guess it costs too much to use <laughs> that particular needle drop unless right. you're say producing a jukebox musical mm-hmm. about the life of that artist. Right. Still yeah. got to do an episode about that and his boys. Yeah. Um. So this this woman she uh, she starts walking towards him. He starts mm-hmm. walking towards her. And then he, she's not making eye contact with him. And, and then he stops her and he says here and hands her the flowers. And she's like, oh, they're beautiful, but I don't think they're for me. And he's like, yes, they are. You're Norma and I love you. <laughs> and then he takes out that hammer. 
And bing bong bing. Yes. She's dead. And then we get a shot of the flowers with yeah. the blood flowing over them against gravity. Yeah. Like it's weird, huh? It's it's very strange. It's like it looks like they shot like a pane of glass and just like you know, like ran some fake blood on it and just like superimpose that onto it. Right. Like like you were under Danny Thomas's glass coffee table yes it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like james bond shot you sideways in the opening credits there right yeah yeah uh, um don't you hate yeah. when you get shot by secret agent james bond and you get blood all in the barrel of your gun yeah you get blood in the barrel of your gun it gets all over the screen and then, oh my god and then you get you know it's like you're losing blood you're going critical and you start waving the barrel of the gun slowly back and forth. <laughs> yep. And he's just standing oh. there. He's oh. just loving it, admiring his work. Yeah. He hasn't but moved I'm, in five seconds. He's just like, yeah. cha-cha. He <laughs> stri- strikes a pose here. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then a bunch of sexy ladies come in and go swimming or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so our guy, he, he continues walking on. Um, he sees there's an old couple like in lawn chairs and, uh, you know, he smiles at them and the lady's like, why don't you look at me like that anymore to her husband? And, and he's well, like, what? <laughs> I don't even know if he says what, cause she gets her line. She goes through her line so quickly. Like my memory yeah. of it is her going, how come you don't look at me like that anymore? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's possible. She also plays it like very angry. She yeah, seems she's to really pissed. hate her husband for not yeah. looking at her like that anymore. Why don't you look at me like this anymore? Bad husband. Scum. Yeah. Scum of the earth. Uh, guy's a real piece of shit, huh? Yeah, he is. Uh, oh, I, this and then is, he uh, just walks off into the into the the night. Yeah, he's just a murderer that's out out and about now. Yeah. It's a it. nice shot right at the end too. Of it's him like walking away. Yeah, he's like he's mostly in shadow, and it's just like the, I don't know where the light's coming from. If it's just like a streetlight or something, but it just like catches his head and like yeah. not the dark suit really. Right. And then once he passes it, he's just kind of like in the shadows. Looks yeah, good. One, it, it does look good. It, overall, I thought this one looked pretty good. I agree. I, I like a lot of times in in these that. They they just don't know how to frame a shot, mm-hmm. like and it shows. And this one, it felt like, oh, you guys actually know where to put the camera. And- yeah, totally. <laughs> it, right. it felt like because like with the first one, you know, you got like the Tony Bennett, and the visual can't really like live up to that right. that needle drop. You yes. know, not that I'm like number one Tony Bennett fan. Not that I'm Lady Gaga over here. <laughs> right. You didn't put out an album with him, did yeah. you? I didn't do elder abuse to Tony Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Roll his old bones out here. <laughs> oh, Tony, he's so funny. We have so much fun in the recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I picture, um, you know, in uh, in the Mouth of Madness, that old woman that like holds her husband hostage, like yeah, the, the yep. hotel. She, he's like, he's but, like chained up on the floor, bloody, and she's like, shut up. <laughs> but it's so funny because it's like as soon as they hit record, he's just like, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. This one looked a lot better. It just felt. A little more pro. I would yep. be curious to know the story with this one. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. The the crow thing is incredibly stupid. It's it's, it's so it it has no place in this. Mm-hmm. It also like uh, that's the thing. It's like it's an addition. Like that's not yeah. in the story. So it, right, it's not that part's not in the story. It's also like uh, it's, it's it it kind of gives away that like something is up with this guy. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, the, all the images are like, they're too fast and like, they're pretty ambiguous. Uh, but like, just the fact that he looks into the crow's eye and fucking like sees, all these things flash. sees and like, death what? and pestilence. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, like, it, eh. uh, yeah. I, I will say like, 
there's not the element of surprise, even if uh, even when this is presented as written, yeah, like the '96 one more or less is. Um, it's not really convincing for the reasons we said earlier. Uh, you just get that running list of bad things that are happening, and one you don't, you didn't, you weren't surprised when he pulled a hammer out of his pocket. Eh, I mean, I guess I was surprised that it was a hammer. It's a big thing to carry around with you. I know. But yeah, could be anything else. Um, What if he? Oh, what if he put the hammer in the bouquet? So he's like, "I got you these," and then and he just fucking kills her. I mean, that would have been slightly more interesting if, like, if the hammer was in the bouquet. And then he go, went to hand it to her, and then instead of handing it to her, he just like raises the whole bouquet up. Yeah, and cracks it over what, her head. What about this? Yeah. What if the hammer also had um, like a spike on it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Check this out. Yep. The girl uh-huh. has a gun. Has a gun. She has a gun. Oh, plot twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like, Ugh. she's just like, <laughs> you know, I think it's good that we, so like, when we talk the about death. these things. It turns into yeah. like an action scene. <laughs> yeah. And then the crow comes and rips some of her hair out and she's like, ow. <laughs> but ultimately she wins due to the gun. But yeah, she'll like always it. remember when the crow ripped her hair out. Uh, um, be like the day was so beautiful no one noticed the uh, tragedies in the news Uh, uh, the threat of nuclear war a crow ripping ladies hair out (laughs) Uh, which one did you like better I gotta give it up for 2010 yeah I do it's not just recency bias I think uh, it's just a better overall execution yeah, I think so. Although it, for it me, also, it is recency bias. All that black <laughs> and white stuff just puts me to bed. Oh. Um, yeah, I I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know the the original. You know, this one obviously it, it seems to have had more resources, so you know that's definitely a factor. Mm. But I don't know this this is this one's much better. Yeah. Um, wow, I've heard of uh, recency bias, but resources bias. That's what you're doing. <laughs> That's it. You're right. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else to say about these adaptations before we get into, before we take a break and get into the book? Nah, I don't think so. I'm excited to get into the book. So I kind of want to just go ahead and do that. All right. Uh, should we quickly rank or have we put oh, yeah, that yeah. behind? Yeah. Uh, I don't no, know. we have to, we have to rank them every, every time. So, uh, <laughs> we don't, which are we ranking both of these right. or how do you want? Well, to do no. Cause with Kane, when we did Kane rose up, we just like sort of, I think did like a quick playoffs uh-huh. and just like ranked based on the strength of the best one. Okay. Right. That makes sense. So yeah. in this one, in this case, I think we're both talking about 2010 here, right? Yes. Okay. You want go first, or you want I go first? I can no, I could go first. Um, should I? I'm gonna real quick. The woman in the room, the lawnmower man, the the moving finger, the revelations of Becca Paulson, the word processor of the gods, the boogeyman. I am the doorway. Disciples of the crow. Gray matter. Grandma. Kane rose up. Omni's last case. Night surf and paranoid. A chant. Um, I'm gonna put this one. Right above. Oof. Where do I put this one, Dan? Fuck. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it above Kane Rose up. Did I like this more than grandma? Ooh. Mm. To like it more than grandma. That That's really. Mm. That's a testament no. to the power of independent film. Oh, you said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah, this is the man who loved flowers. That's the other thing. He doesn't really love flowers. He's sort of, uh, I don't know. He accepts them. 
<laughs> but the he, man who has flowers. Yeah, he just possesses them. Yeah. <laughs> he has them in his possession. <laughs> uh, where where do you where do you put uh, the man who loved flowers on your short film list? All right, here we go. I'm going to run down my rankings, and I'm going to try to spice that process up with a little soundtrack. Okay. Okay. So first, I got The Woman in the Room. Then, number two, The Lawnmower Man. Word Processor of the Gods at number three. Then The Moving Finger. The Revelations of Becca Paulson. The Boogeyman. Disciples of the Crow. I Am the Doorway. Gray Matter. Grandma. Omni's Last Case. Night Surf. Kane Rose Up. Paranoid. A Chant. So then, where am I putting this one? Well, I'm telling you what. I'm bumping it. I'm bumping down Paranoid. I'm bumping down Kane Rose Up. I'm bumping down Night... Damn, I almost had it. Um, I'm bumping down Night Surf. Yeah, I hate to do it because it just makes us exactly the same. But even before you put it there, I was like, I had zeroed in on the 11 spot for this thing. So I I don't think I quite like it more than grandma, even though grandma is kind of a turd. Looking back on it, I'm like, that's a turd. But the puppet's funny. And I the idea of the story is like pretty cool. It's definitely cooler than this. Yeah. So I can't, I just can't in good conscience mm-hmm. rank it above grandma. Man, yeah, makes sense. All right. That's our rankings. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back to okay. talk about the book. Wow. 